This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Thursday, February 27th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Downey. Here's today's headlines. Hemp growers to get some testing flexibility. Purdue counting on China ag purchases. And Pingree Bill seeks to slash ag climate emissions. Testing flexibility is on the way for hemp farmers. Hemp producers got some good news from USDA yesterday. This growing season, they won't have to go to laboratories certified by the Drug Enforcement Administration, as originally specified in an interim final rule issued in October. USDA Undersecretary of Agriculture for Marketing and Regulatory Programs, Greg Ibaugh, told leaders of the State Department of Agriculture that USDA would be updating its guidance to provide flexibility to producers who have complained that using only DEA-certified labs would have made testing onerous, if not impossible. Growers also will get some leeway on how they destroy their crop if forced to because of high THC levels, according to IBOB. Now here's some more on hemp. IBOB was speaking to members of the National Association of State Departments of Agriculture who earlier in the day approved a policy resolution calling for an extension of the hemp pilot program under the 2014 Farm Bill through the 2021 growing season. Many states have elected not to submit state plans for approval to USDA because of concerns about new requirements in the 2018 Farm Bill. And for CBD, at the same event, FDA Commissioner Stephen Hahn mentioned a store at Washington Reagan National Airport selling an array of CBD products to illustrate the popularity of hemp-derived CBD. People are using these products. We're not going to be able to say you can't use these products. We need to fill the information gaps. We need to understand what it helps with. That according to Han. Purdue's still optimistic more trade aid won't be needed. The spread of coronavirus through China is slowing that country's imports, but Agriculture Secretary Sonny Purdue told an audience yesterday at USDA headquarters that he's still confident the country will live up to its promises to buy $80 billion worth of U.S. farm commodities in 2020 and 2021. We're optimistic, he told leaders of the state uh, ag departments who were in town at the NASDA annual winter policy conference. The secretary said, quote, I do believe China's committed to living up to the agreements. But on the other side of Washington, Minnesota wheat and soybean farmer Tim Dufault told lawmakers at a House Ways and Means Committee hearing that he had little faith. He said as far as the Phase 1 deal goes, the purchases, which have not yet materialized, are a promise while tariffs are real. Duvall said the ag economy doesn't live on promises. Until China buys, we're not buying the promise. Pingree introduces bill seeking to cut climate emissions from agriculture. A new bill introduced by Representative Shelley Pingree would increase funding for sustainable farming practices in an effort to eliminate greenhouse gas emissions from agriculture operations by 2040. The main Democrat called her plan, which would reduce emissions by half before 2030, ambitious but achievable. It would provide more money for USDA regional climate hubs, soil health improvement, on-farm energy renewable energy initiatives, and protection of existing farmland. The Agriculture Resilience Act would also support pasture-based livestock systems by creating an alternative manure management program to address methane emissions and create a new USDA program 
to reduce food waste. Making a mark. The bill will probably not be considered for approval on its own, but it's a marker bill intended for inclusion in larger climate legislation. Supporters include the American Farmland Trust, the National Sustainable Agriculture Coalition, the National Farmers Union, and Organic Trade Association, among many other groups. House lawmakers and potato farmers push Senate to act on ag labor. Potato growers on Capitol Hill this week pushing the Senate to move forward on a bipartisan ag labor reform bill that passed the House in December. The bill would expand the H-2A program to year-round workers and provide growers relief on wage rules. It would also offer legal status to existing agricultural workers who are undocumented. The National Potato Council President Britt Raybould told AgriPulse, as much as we've had additional automation to make things easier, we still need folks. The co-sponsor of the House bill, Republican Congressman Dan Newhouse of Washington State, says he continues to work with Republican senators such as Tom Tillis of North Carolina, Roy Blunt of Missouri, and Idaho's pair of senators to build momentum for a Senate bill. Attorney predicts more dicamba lawsuits. Bayer and BASF are, quote, whistling past the graveyard if they think their problems ended with the conclusion of the Bader Farms case in Missouri. That an attorney for farmers whose crops were damaged by dicamba drift, telling reporters on a conference call yesterday. Joseph Pfeiffer of nationwide law firm Pfeiffer Wolf predicted more than 2,000 farmers could end up filing lawsuits against Bayer and BASF, but called that a, quote, conservative estimate. A jury awarded $265 million to Bader Farms, which grows peaches in southeast Missouri. Bayer and BASF are filing post-trial motions in the case, but intend to appeal. Three farmers on the call from Missouri, North Carolina, and Arkansas said their crops had been damaged by dicamba drift. The trees we have are stunted as a result of dicamba damage, according to Hunter Wankowski of Hunter Tree Farms outside of St. Louis. He said, we cannot sell ugly trees. General sign-up for CRP ends tomorrow. Producers and landowners better move quickly if they want to compete in the general sign-up for funding under the Conservation Reserve Program. The deadline to apply, Friday. As long as you have an appointment scheduled, your CRP offer will be able to compete in this general sign-up, even if the appointment is in the first week of March. That the word of Farm Service Agency Administrator Richard Fordyce. According to FSA, CRP currently has about 22 million acres enrolled, but the 2018 Farm Bill raises the cap to 27 million acres by fiscal 2023. The cap for fiscal year 20 is set at 24.5 million acres. Well, here's today's He Said It. At some point, you're going to have to prove that you are the stewards we've always said we are. That John Doggett, the CEO of the National Corn Growers Association, talking about the importance of focusing on sustainability and sequestering carbon. Well, that's Daybreak for this Thursday, February 27th. Brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Nally.